Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co, and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. If you're new around here, my name is Sheldon Marion, and I'm your host. Uh, if you're a fan of the show or a fan of the podcast, I you should have recognized by now that uh, I just got back from my three-week-long hunting trip uh, in September here. And uh, I wanted to talk today about, you know, extended stays in a holiday trailer. I know there's a, a ton of people that take their holiday trailer out for the weekend or maybe a week kind of a thing or like a four-day-long weekend or whatever. But uh, they haven't really spent too much time actually out camping or for a long period of time unless they're kind of like living in it. And there's even a lot of people out there that uh, don't even do what what I call camping. I guess you know, like the technical term is like boondocking or something like that. I I don't know. I call it camping. But uh, you know, when you you just take your holiday trailer out and you're kind of off grid kind of a thing, where there's no power, there's no water, there's no sewer hookups, and you're just living out of your holiday trailer. Uh, you know, for me, uh, the biggest thing in the fall, especially is just like your propane. Uh, but other than that, you know, you got, you got your propane, your food, your water, uh, your sewer, and then your gray water. Eventually they do start to fill up, uh, quite a bit, but, uh, you know, basically we'll start just kind of the minimal gear that you need. Obviously you need your holiday trailer, but you're going to need, a generator, water, and then some sort of water container. Like for me, I have two uh, 200 liter water tanks. Uh, one, one I bought and then one was given to me. So I mean, like you don't need two of them, but uh, something that you can actually bring out extra water with you, uh, especially if you're gonna be doing dishes a lot and uh, showering and bathing and all that stuff. and. Uh, I'll touch up on that stuff here in a minute too. Uh, when it comes to your propane, I like to have three tanks. So I got two on the trailer and one is backup. Sometimes, depending on where I am, if I'm a long ways from town, I'll bring four bottles with me. So I'll have two on the trailer and then two as backup. Uh, and then when it comes to food, I mean, really... When it comes to food, 
I think a lot of people overpack. Uh, even when they go out for a weekend, they have enough food for a week, kind of a thing. Uh, and really, you just got to be not exactly critical about what you bring out, but, you know, be kind of smart about it. it. It's a lot different if you have a big family. Uh, you're most likely going to be making several trips uh, to town to grab extra food and all that stuff. But for the majority of time, it's me and my dogs out there, and then Shelby comes out when she can kind of a thing. And it's usually... Yeah, she'll be there maybe four days kind of a thing and those days you know when i go and pick her up i just grab extra food while i'm in town grabbing her kind of a thing but uh another thing that you're going to need is your generator or if you don't have a generator uh you can also run your truck and just back it up to your trailer and plug your trailer plug into your truck kind of a deal and uh it's not the best way of doing it because then you end up burning like a ton of, of fuel in your pickup instead of just a little bit in a generator kind of a thing. Uh, and then also batteries. Uh, so when you get a holiday trailer, they usually come with one battery. It's a type 24, I think. And what I do is I upgrade my batteries to the type 27. I think it's what it's called. I'd have to double check. Uh, and I get two of them. So with the 24 and the 27, your amp hours are drastically higher with the 27. Uh, and then I get two of them. So, you know, you get hours and hours of basically days of battery life uh, compared to that one uh, regular old car battery kind of a deal. But, uh, yeah. So when you're when you first set out, uh, you kind of want to be picky on where it is that you want to camp at. Uh, don't just pick any old random spot, uh, especially if you have dogs. You know, you'll see like gravel pits or something like that. And they look fairly, uh, you know, they look inviting almost. Because it's a nice big wide open spot and it looks great. Uh, but, you know, they're typically on the side of the road and then also when you're in the gravel pit or whatever it is uh you know you have to be mindful of when people drive by how much dust and dirt and stuff actually gets kicked up if you're there for a weekend it's not a big deal but if you're there for three weeks uh i made the mistake a couple of years ago where i spent three weeks or no it was two weeks in a gravel pit and that was the most dirtiest filthiest place i've ever camped at your dogs are constantly getting in the dirt. Uh, anytime the wind blows, dirt and dust and sand, it gets into every little nook, crack, crevice, whatever. It's terrible. Uh, so what I look for is around here, we have a lot of like abandoned leases or old, uh, there used to be like a little camp set up, like a logging camp or something like that. And basically it's, a spot out in the bush where there used to be a wellhead there or there used to be a camp there. Everything's all torn down and gone now. And it's basically just a beautiful little clearing with like clovers or grasses kind of growing up on them now. And to me, that's the absolute best places to go. Uh, you know, your dogs aren't getting dirty. You're not getting dirty. You're not getting covered in dirt and dust and all that stuff. And uh, they're usually tucked away a little bit better than just like the random you know gravel pits or whatever on the side of the road kind of a deal uh 
And then plus, uh, depending on where you are, maybe you're not really paying attention, you do go to a gravel pit and it's still an active gravel pit. So you might be camped out there for a day or two and then all of a sudden trucks are showing up and you're like, oh, <laughs> time to go. But if you're in an old abandoned, uh, you know, logging camp or an old abandoned lease, uh, you know, if anybody's showing up, it's because they want to go camping or they're out hunting kind of a thing. Do you want to become part of the Buick Outdoors team, represent one of the best Northern BC YouTube channels, and help us grow? If you do, then check out our brand new online store. We have a bunch of new merch set up and ready to sell. We have everything from hats, shirts, sweaters, cups, mugs, backpacks, pillows, and the list goes on. It's also made for men, women, children, toddlers, and we even have something for your pets. We have several designs to choose from and a bunch of different colors and sizes. Head over to shop.spreadshirt.ca slash buickoutdoors to check it out. That's shop.spreadshirt.ca slash buickoutdoors and join the team today. So when I'm making these long-term stays, uh... You know, I already kind of touched up on propane. Uh, you know, if I'm doing more than two or three weeks, or if it's getting, if it's like a cold spring or a cold fall, I'll bring four tanks with me. So I got the two on the trailer. Once this one runs out, I pull that one off and I put a brand new one on there. And then basically I run the other one until, until it runs out. And then I'll put the second full one on there. And then that way I have two full tanks on the trailer, two empty tanks, uh, pretty well just sitting in the box of the truck. And that's when I'll go to town to fill them up. Uh, one thing with my trailer is I have a little, uh, a little valve where the tanks are. So I turn both tanks on and I just turn the valve to which tank I want to be running propane out of. And there's a little indicator on there, whether it's red or green, uh, there's a little arrow on your on this valve so if you're using propane out of the right tank you turn that arrow to the right and if it's green it means it's pulling propane from that right tank as soon as it turns red it means it's pulling propane from the left tank so then you're able to just turn that valve swap it over start pulling it off the other one and uh it's a good way to to know when your tank is actually empty instead of going out there picking up and sh shaking it uh, you know, it works really good. But, uh, yeah, once I have, you know, my one or two bottles that are empty, then I go into town and I fill them up. Uh, the good thing when I have four tanks is, you know, I'll run two dry, right? I'll drain those ones out and then I'll have two full ones on the trailer. And if I'm not quite ready to go to town yet, I can still go however long, depending on, like, weather and all that stuff. But... I could go another couple of days or almost a week on one of the tanks and as soon as that indicator turns red I can swap it over and then I can take three empty tanks with me to town and fill them up and uh, when I'm out there too with the hot water tank it, for the majority of times I I mean like next year I don't even think I'm going to dewinterize it I'm just going to keep it bypassed because the amount of propane that you use to actually heat up the hot water tank and to keep it warm, uh, you burn through so much more propane. Uh, what I do instead is I just, I always leave it off. Uh, some of them have the, 
the option to turn on the electric heater but then with that you need your generator going and i just i don't like to run my generator all that much so what i do is i just fill up like a pot of water and then i just heat it up over the stove uh for some people they might think it's a little bit kind of ridiculous but when you think about a pot of water you know it'll hold whatever it is five liters or six liters of water maybe even four whatever but the amount of propane that it takes to heat that up compared to your however many gallons it is in your hot water tank uh you know it's it's much much better to just heat up a pot of water uh a lot of times too if you're just you know if you made pasta the night before or whatever kind of rinse the pot out fill that up with water and then heat that up kind of a thing so like you're not even really dirtying dishes and even with that if you grabbed a clean pot out you put water in it and you heat it up and then dump that hot water into the sink it, you didn't dirty a pot you you have heated water in it right so you're not you're not really losing out on much Plus, you get uh, you don't burn hardly any propane compared to heating up that entire hot water tank. Uh, when it comes to your fridge, uh, I just leave mine in auto for the most part. So when it's in auto, uh, when you have your generator running, it'll automatically switch over to electric. And then when you turn your uh, generator off, it'll swap back over to propane. And that's another way to to really uh, preserve some of your propane usage too. Uh, one thing too with your furnace is during the day I leave mine off. Uh, and then like maybe about an hour before we go to bed, the generator's running and all that stuff. So the batteries are getting charged up. I'll turn on the furnace and then that way the fan and everything like that is running off of generator power. And then that way I can really uh, preserve the battery life uh, throughout the night, especially when you're getting into like kind of late October, where as soon as that sun goes down, it starts to get cold and you wake up some days to like minus four, minus five kind of a thing. And you know your batteries are dead because your furnace has been running all night long. So in the evenings, I turn on the, the furnace about an hour before I go to bed. And then that way it just, it uses up all the power from your generator, not your batteries. And then that way, you know, all night long, uh, hopefully your batteries don't get drained. Because that, that little, that little, you know, like extra hour of battery life, uh, it can mean a lot in the morning. Especially when you wake up and uh, it's the difference between waking up to a warm trailer and your batteries are almost dead. Compared to batteries are dead, your trailer's cold. And the first thing you got to do is uh, run outside real quick in your undies and uh, get your generator going to warm up the place. Because uh, I, uh, I actually had to do that a few times uh, near the end of the trip there. Uh, it was getting pretty cold at night. And more more than once, I had to quickly run outside in all the frost and all that stuff, fire up the generator, and uh, get everything going to warm up the place. But with that being said... Uh, you know, instead of the batteries being drained come morning time, if I didn't upgrade my batteries, the batteries would have been drained, you know, at whatever, in the middle of the night. And, uh, yeah, you would have woken up just completely freezing cold instead of just a little chilly kind of a thing. So, 
it uh, for guys like me, anyways, it's very important to upgrade your batteries uh, to those Type 27 and get two of them. Uh, another thing too is when it comes to your sewer and your gray water, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that think it's kind of icky or whatever to talk about it. But truth of the matter is you're going to be peeing and pooping in your holiday trailer. Uh, for the most part, what I try to do is I just like to pee outside, you know. Uh, to be honest with you, I enjoy peeing outside anyways. <laughs> so for me, it, it's not a hard thing to kind of transition to where you just, you know, you'll take a leak outside. Uh, but with your, not so much your gray water. Uh, gray water is not that bad uh but when it comes to your sewer and again depending on how many people are out there if it's just me i can pretty well go all three weeks and not have to dump my sewer but if there's basically two people or more eventually it's going to get full and i mean really the only thing you can do is either hook up to your holiday trailer drag it to a sandy dump somewhere and uh dump it out or you can get uh, basically five gallon buckets uh, with really good secure lids on them and, you know, drain your sewer into five gallon buckets, put the lids on them. And next time you go to town, go to the RV dump, take the lids off, dump them down the hole. Uh, you know, the, there's not much else to say about it. It's either that or you fill it right up and then you start pooping out back in the bush somewhere but for me I don't like to do that uh not only is it kind of gross and you leave a massive mess when you do that I also got dogs people that come out and visit they have dogs and uh if you've ever had one dog rolling poop you'll never want to do it again uh especially if it's human poop it's bad enough if they roll in like some rotten fish that they find or they find a, a big cow patty but when you know that you know you just finished doing your business behind a tree and then your dog comes back looking all happy and smells like crap it's it's a whole other uh it's disgusting you you learn your lesson very 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 quickly and uh yeah it's something that you never want to do again <laughs> I can uh, I can talk from experience there. But uh yeah, and with your gray water, it's kind of the same thing. You know, a couple of 5-gallon buckets and like if you with the gray water, it's a little bit different. You know, if you have like a small little kind of wash basin almost outside you use that same soapy water for washing your hands and your face or whatever uh just leave that outside kind of a thing or if you do your dishes up use the same small tote or whatever just heat up your water and put your soap in there and do your dishes outside and then when you're done you just kind of give it a fling into the trees uh you know as long as you're using uh you know good soap that's not bad for the environment and stuff like that i i honestly don't see a problem with it you know that's how we took care of business out on the trap line all the time uh just do your dishes in the tote. When you're done with your dishes, you go outside and you just fling it into the trees. And really, it's it's soap, water, a little bit of dirt, grime, grease, whatever. It, it's 
it's not, I mean, I wouldn't call it bad for the environment. Uh, you know, no worse than taking a leak outside, I think. But who knows? Somebody might give me grief for, for saying that, but it is what it is, right? Uh, but yeah, your, your big one is your sewer. If you're going to be out there for longer than a week and with more than two people, uh, yeah, you need a plan in place for that. Or if you just plan to stay in one spot for a week and you already plan to move anyways, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Uh, if you're going, uh, if you're going to move in, you know, like through town kind of a thing. But, uh, for me, I don't. I don't like to move. Uh, once I'm in a spot, I like to stay there. Uh, when I still lived out in Buick, it wasn't bad at all. Cause like every once in a while, I'd have to go back to to the house to you know drop off chickens or drop off a bear or whatever. I'd fill up my five gallon buckets. I'd bring them home, and I'd just go to my lagoon and just dump it into the lagoon. But uh, now that I'm living here, it's slightly different. I had to go into uh, Tumbler Ridge, uh, to their sandy dump and pretty well try not to make a big mess and just dump it into the sandy dump but uh yeah it's it's not that big of a deal it i mean if you're gonna be in a holiday trailer you gotta be used to the you gotta get used to the smells of dumping your black water anyways and it sounds kind of dirty and gross dumping it into a five gallon bucket but wear gloves don't splash it on you you'll be fine One thing with the generator is you if you're new to this you kind of don't really know what what size a generator to buy and honestly I would honestly say spend the money and just buy like a 3500 or a 4000 watt generator that way you can use it in the summer for your AC and then also there's been times like this last couple weeks uh out there it was we would freeze at, at night and then during the day there's a couple of times where i've kicked on the ac unit and if you just have like a 2000 watt honda or yamaha players whatever it doesn't quite have enough jam to actually kick on your ac unit and it depends on your ac unit as well but uh for me you know i for the longest time i kept cheaping out and i was just buying like 1500 watt generators from canadian tire like those cheapo $300 ones or whatever and they worked great they they really did especially for how much I was using them uh, a few times but uh, in the end I eventually finally bought uh, I think it was a 4200 watt generator and now you know I should have bought that just from day one just spend the money you're already spending well whatever if you're buying a brand new trailer, anywhere from thirty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars on a holiday trailer, what's another, you know, couple thousand bucks for a for an actual good generator that's going to run absolutely everything. Uh but with that being said, with the bigger generators, uh, you're gonna go through quite a bit more fuel compared to the smaller suitcase ones or like a fifteen hundred watt generator. And uh, you know, when I'm out I always bring jerry cans with me anyways because I'm driving around in the truck doing a bunch of hunting and stuff. So with me, as I'm going through town or like the last town before the camping spot, I always pull in, top up my truck, and I typically have anywhere between two and four uh, jerry cans. And I 
basically have one just for the generator. Uh, and then every few days after you've burnt up all the fuel in your truck and then you top them up with your generator or your jerry cans, usually your generator jerry can, it's starting to become empty too. So with that, you know, it's like every, uh, every four days ish, depending on what you're doing. If you're like, if you're really driving around and like doing a bunch of exploring, uh, you might be going through a, a tank of fuel a day kind of thing. So that might be a little bit different, but if you're just like driving around chicken hunting, uh, you know, it's, yeah, you, you'll make it every, every four or five days kind of thing. You'll have to go into town, fill up your truck, fill up your jerry cans and all that good stuff. But, uh, it is nice to have one jerry can just specifically for the generator because in that way you, it's like fuel management. You know that you have that one generator just for or you know you have that one jerry can for the generator and then that way you're you don't uh you don't kind of pull a fast one on yourself where you look and you go, okay yeah i still got three three jerry cans there i've used two of them that one's still full and then you go to fill up jerry or you go to fill up your generator and the last jerry can is empty because you forgot that you put it in your truck but uh yeah you know it is what it is it's fuel i'm sure you guys can figure it out how much fuel that you need and You'll be able to kind of judge how much you're going through while you're out there. Uh, you know, and some people too, if you're just going out to spend time at the lake or the river and you're not actually driving anywhere, I mean, two jerry cans will, will be plenty. But then it also depends on how much you use your uh, generator. For me, if... A typical day, I run it for a couple hours at night just to top up the batteries and all that stuff. Uh, if we have like a real crappy rainy day and you can't get outside and you can't do anything and you're just kind of hunkering down in the trailer, honestly, I'll run my generator all day long. Uh, and with this big one that I have, you'll probably go through about mm, 5 to 10 liters in a day if you just let her run all day kind of a thing but those days are pretty far and few in between you know like uh for the most part uh i run the generator you know, a few hours so in like a 25 liter jerry can will last you whatever say it's five liters a day that'll last you five days or six days or whatever you know and uh yeah other than that you know there's there's really not much to it you're just out camping being self-reliant self-sufficient kind of a thing uh you have all the modern amenities if you have a new trailer with you uh if you have like an older trailer it's obviously going to be a lot different uh especially the older trailers that don't have any like electronics you got propane lights propane stove propane fridge uh generator and extra gas is going to be the least of your concern uh for guys like that, you know, you're going to need more propane. Uh, if you have one of the big 40-foot fifth wheels and you have all the bells and whistles, uh, you know, maybe the generator is your number one go-to that you need. So you're going to need a whole pile of, of fuel. Uh, same thing with, like, the people that you bring out there with you. You know, I know lots of guys where they'll come out and they spend their days just 
sitting around the fire and they don't even really go inside the trailer. Uh, you know, your circumstances are going to be a lot different than the people that like to watch TV while they're out camping kind of a thing. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, also, I could mention too, uh, if you're a person that uh, likes to have internet while you're out there, you can just use like the hotspot on your cell phone. Uh, but if you want to go the little extra mile, uh, Starlink is an absolute game changer. Uh, when I was living out in Buick, that was the only internet that was available to me other than ExploreNet. But that ExploreNet was just kind of junk kind of a thing. Uh, but with uh, Starlink, you can get the roaming on there. So if you have it where it's your main uh, internet at home, I think it was 150 bucks a month for just regular internet. And then when you travel, you can turn on roaming where it's an extra 20 bucks a month. And they charge you the the one month fee for $20. And then when you're on your way home, you turn the roaming off kind of a thing. And then it goes back to 150 bucks a month. And uh, nowadays, I think the coverage in Canada is almost everywhere. So uh, depending on where you are in the world kind of a thing, Starlink is just an absolute amazing new technology that we have now. If you're wanting or needing internet for me when I was taking it out there, uh, in a way I needed it because I was, you know, doing YouTube and podcasts and all that stuff. And I had to get videos uploaded and all that good stuff. Uh, but you know, the majority of people, you don't really need it, but, uh, whatever. It is a nice thing to have. Uh, it's a bit expensive at first to get it, but you know, if you, if you really want your internet, you're going to get it. And, uh, Starlink is the way to go. And I'm not going to go much more into it other than, uh, yeah, it's available and it uh, it works phenomenally well. But anyways, guys, uh, if you have any other questions about uh, extended stays and holiday trailer or boondock camping or anything like that, uh, reach out to me on uh, probably Facebook, probably the easiest way. Just go to Buick Outdoors on Facebook, send me a message, and I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. But anyways, guys, uh, if you're just listening to this, on whatever podcast platform uh please like share it give me a you know whatever rate it and be honest with it so i know either need to just keep doing what i'm doing or i need to improve it and uh, also if you want to head over to youtube and watch the video version and subscribe to the channel i'd really appreciate that but anyways guys i think that's all for this week and uh yeah happy camping we'll see you on the next one